today, my brothers and sisters, on this, the first Sunday of Great Lent, we celebrate the triumph of Orthodoxy and the restoration of holy icons in the Church. It is a great feast. It is something that is not one of the more ancient feasts. You know, up until, if you, if you read in your bulletin, the epistle and the gospel of the day, it gives you clues about what the church commemorates those days. Many, much, many times it does. Today, the epistle reading speaks of the prophets. And that's because before the ninth century, on this first Sunday of Lent, we commemorated the prophets, those who sacrificed and showed the way for those of us who come later to recognize and accept and believe in Christ. In the 8th and 9th century, there was the iconoclast controversy. Um, most historians believe that this was something that came from the eastern parts of the world through Islam and other um, influences. And some people began to believe that icons did not properly exist in churches or in homes. And they went and they would destroy the icons that they would find in churches. You could be arrested for keeping icons in your home. And this began the iconoclast and the iconodule controversy. And this ended in the middle of the ninth century with Empress, Th with Empress Theodora calling together with Patriarch Tarasios, the seventh ecumenical council, and icons were restored in the churches and orthodoxy triumphs. However, more than the triumph, the triumph of a historical event, Orthodoxy being victorious is more than icons being in the church. It has to do with us being restored as the true icon of the Creator. If you ever come to church, and it's fitting today that if you see behind me, we have new icons on the wall in the church. And Panagia has been cleaned and restored. And it's, we need about another week of work in there to be done. But we are intended, if you come to sit in church and you'll hear the stillness, you'll hear the, the peace of being surrounded by the icons. And icons, interestingly enough, are very silent things. They instill within us this peace and silence. In fact, it is no coincidence, if you look closely at the icons, they have very small mouths, the saints, and big ears. They guide us to listen and to not say all that much. St. Simeon, the new theologian, says, don't always say what you know. Don't say everything you know, in other words, and be non-stop talking, but always know what you say. It's an important and very simple piece of advice. The icons remind us of our potential, that we are intended to be icons of Christ ourselves, that we have the potential to be great, whether we are men or women, whether we are white or black or Hispanic, whether we are blonde or brunette, whether we are short or tall, skinny or fat, whether we are rich or poor. Death and the resurrection become the great equalizers. And it would do us well to be united together as the body of the church, to do good things, to do righteous things, and to reach the potential that we were intended 
to be as icons of the Creator, to love the way that He loves, to forgive the way that He forgives, to be merciful the way that He is merciful, to offer assistance and help to those in the most need. This is what it is to become an icon of Him, of the Creator, of God, of the Holy Trinity. Sometimes I think we get lost in the world. We're busy, it's hectic, we have all kinds of pressures. And the truth is that to be our happiest selves, it is to be when we are at our most authentic levels. It's hard to pretend we are something we are not. And yet, you'll see that when we become more Christ-like, we become more peaceful, more happy. We're not so easily agitated. Yesterday we were talking about the Gospel reading at the last Saturday of the Souls was the Pharisees being critical of Christ because he healed a man on the Sabbath. The man had a shriveled arm and hand and Christ told him, stretch it out, and he healed him. And the Pharisees, the Jews of the day, were so caught up on the law that they missed the one who gave them the law, God himself. They were so caught up by the law that they missed the miracle in front of their face. And I think sometimes we miss the miracles because we're caught up in the world. Every baptism, every wedding, every liturgy, they're called sacraments or mysteries because something miraculous takes place. And we're so caught up by life that we miss the miracles. I think that if we pay a little bit more attention and we focus more on being our true selves, on being the icon that God created us to be, we'll see many more miracles happening around us that have been happening. We just haven't been able to see them. We pray today as we restore, as we celebrate the restoration of the icons, that we too can become an icon, an icon of love, an icon of mercy, the icon that God intended us to be. I'm going to say, ask because it is an amazing thing to celebrate. By the way, if you look at the history of Greece and Serbia and Ukraine and Russia and Bulgaria and the, all the Orthodox countries, icons played a major role in people's lives. We have testimonials from people that are still alive today that were children when they left Smyrni and Asia Minor on foot when they were exiled by, by the Ottomans, by the Turks. And they say that I left and the only thing I took with me was an icon. And I remember being a little girl walking for days in the cold and I was comforted by my Panagita or my Christuli or my St. George or whatever. During the war we had Greeks hiding Jews and they would give them a little icon even though it wasn't their faith. And they said, this is what we feel is a great protector for us. Stay hidden and we're going to put this on the door. There's beautiful testimonials of how people's faith was strengthened and restored and became alive through icons. And because we celebrate that today, we're going to have our procession. We celebrate the restoration of the icons with a procession. Anyone that is in the pews that would like to march in our procession, especially the children, if you guys want, you guys want to hold icons and march. 
You'll, we'll, you'll go to the back of the church and the ushers will take you to the gym and they're going to give you icons and we'll walk around the church.